I just went with came to me and she was amazed. And I was like, oh, I think I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Did you feel like you were developing some kind of gift or that you had some kind of innate ability? When people say like, oh, that's just a coincidence. I try to point out that that's more disturbing. The idea that no one or nothing pulled the strings to make the synchronicity happen is ultimately more mysterious if you really think about it. Hello, theologists or sisters and misters. Welcome to the coven. got it so it'll be welcome to the coven turn off the oven don't burn down the house listen to this podcast instead beautiful (laughs) well i guess if you guys couldn't already tell we have a lovely guest here today joe diamond would you care to introduce yourself yes i'm joe I think we crushed it. I think the podcast is good. I yeah. think, yeah, yeah, that's great. Good. Wrap it up. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, the the full, <laughs> full elevator pitch. <laughs> Hi, my name is Joe Diamond. I am a, some people call me a mind reader. Some call me a magician or a psychic. I do mind reading shows on uh, the internet uh, over Zoom uh, for companies and private events and also do ticketed events. I've done everything from you know, radio shows and podcasts such as this to some TV appearances on Netflix and Showtime. I'm a world record holder for solving the world's largest corn maze blindfolded. Uh, I'm a Sagittarius and I like long walks on the beach. Well, welcome to the podcast. Here we love to discuss strange beliefs and I feel like you yes. have some strange beliefs. Yes, I do. <laughs> I have lots of strange beliefs. Uh, to, to kind of dive right in, like last time we chatted, because you, you, you came to see my show mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, Emma, and we talked about, you know, how to take all these strange real beliefs that I have and put them into an entertainment format and make it fun and entertaining and also for lack of a better term, engaging for people despite their beliefs. And, you know, I grew up in a in a Baptist school where I was into all this weird stuff, where I was learning everything from, you know, card tricks to reading palms and all that. And so, yeah, I, I developed a lot of strange beliefs and, and that has kind of made its way into my shows and my artistic work and, and so forth. Um, rather than just explaining it, I think it'd probably be cool to, to do something real quick. And since Arthur didn't get a chance to see the show last time, uh, let's try something real quick with Arthur. Uh, now, real quick, just to be clear, uh, we've been talking before we recorded, but you have no idea what we're about to do right now correct? None. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll bring this in close. It's okay if uh, the listeners don't see it. All that matters is that you can see it, Arthur. I have one of my business cards with a red paper clip on it uh, right mm-hmm. here. That's because I wrote something down on the inside of this and I don't want you, uh, I don't want to risk you seeing what I wrote down inside. Okay. The only hint you get is that it's, I wrote down one of the 78 tarot cards. Now I know you have a deck with you, but I don't want you to use that deck. I don't want you to use a deck in your mind. I want you can imagine you're mixing all 78 cards. The four suits, all of the majors, all of the minors, you're mixing them all together. All right? Imagine they're spread out in front of you. Now, this is all going on in your imagination, which is perfect because, you know, the listeners are doing the same thing. And again, I'll keep this folded a card perfectly in frame so you can see it. In your imagination, Arthur, can you imagine you pull out a tarot card and you look at it? Can, can you see what that tarot card is in your mind? Okay. 
that tarot card is 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 a good card, but it's not the one I'm thinking of. I don't think it matches the one I wrote down in here. So imagine you set that down in your mind and you pick up another tarot card. You look at it. I think that one you should do a reading on for yourself later, but still not the one I, I, I have written here. Uh, okay. So set it down in your mind. I, I don't care if we have to go through all 78. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Grab, <laughs> grab one more, look at it. I think this is it. I think this is the one. Uh, you can say out loud now, Arthur, what is this final tarot card that you imagined uh, pulling out? The devil? The devil. The devil card. Interesting. Uh, just out of curiosity, what was the very first card? Temperance. Temperance. Okay, so stuck with majors. What about the second card? I told you to give a reading for yourself later. King of Pentacles. King of Pentacles. So you did uh, dip into the minors, but then you settled on uh, the devil finally. Uh, which is weird, because with the paperclip off, I want you to see, I wrote something down in here, and I wrote down that I'm really thinking of the devil. <laughs> I love this. So that's what I do. As weird as that is, Emma can verify it gets weirder in the shows. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, the show, honestly, it, it was really fun uh, being able to see Thank like you. you pull up like, Thank you goodness. know, uh, different people that you've never met before up onto like this little mm-hmm. virtual stage and having them participate. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, before I forget, and so people have uh, something to, to get ready for the end, so everyone listening, grab uh, 10 cards for at the end of this. It can be playing cards, tarot cards, Uno cards, grab 10 cards. We'll do something with everyone at the end of this that's a quick little tease for that oh crap i'm Um, listening should i get 10 cards (laughs) yes yeah 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 you can get your 10 cards yeah get 10 cards as well uh we'll uh we'll use that for but again that'll be that'll be for the end now the reason i went with i'm thinking of the devil is because when i've done some radio shows they often say joe diamond you're the devil and it's (laughs) and in all seriousness the other reason uh, I decided to, to really think of that one was because growing up, I was told magic, even magic tricks were of the devil. The big thing that a lot of Christians like to say is that, oh, be careful when you learn magic because Satan can use that as an in. Mm. And that just made me want to do it even more. <laughs> like, it just made me want to do it more. Not that I was like, yeah, rock and roll Satan. But like at the same time, it was just like, oh, you're saying like, I could do this stuff for real one day? Sure. I can test the fates. It's chill. Yeah, yeah. Because I was a Ghostbuster for Halloween. I liked recording weird radio shows for my friends. And something I really learned with, at least initially with magic, because I had all these interests in, again, the supernatural and everything else. Magic and performing was a chance to explore that territory and make that those interests real, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't in a situation to explore for real at that point. Uh, and then the big turning point was when I started learning to read palms. My great-grandmother taught me how to interpret dreams and uh, read playing cards rather than tarot cards a little bit. And that didn't offend people too much. Because again, I mean, Joseph interpreted dreams in the Bible. But uh, I remember a girl I-, I had a crush on at the time. I was maybe 14. It was at a party. And she was like, oh yeah, I want to go get my palm read one day. And being 14 and male identifying as male (laughs) i said oh i know how to do that thinking she'd be like oh and like that's awesome maybe we should get together and and you could read my palm sometime and she just went boom just held her palm out (laughs) with that do it you want because i was thinking in my head like i'd have time to learn when you know we go Uh, out for milkshakes i was 14 i didn't know how dating worked are you kidding me if i was in that position i probably would would have done the exact same thing like oh great here awesome yeah this is so convenient exactly (laughs) so i 
didn't know what any of the lines meant, but I took her hand and at the time I thought I was just making something up or making stuff up. But what I was really doing is what I do with a lot of readings now. And uh, I think, uh, Arthur, you can relate to this too, is just not to filter. I just went with, came to me and she was amazed. And then I looked up and there was a line of three of her friends behind her. And I was like, oh, I think I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> this. <laughs> like I started doing uh, weekly shows in a haunted mansion mm-hmm. in my area. And those I thought would be like a weird fringe thing I did once or twice a month turned out to happen every week. And I did a five year sold out run of that uh, in like a Chicago suburb, very Catholic, very white, very conservative suburb. And yet it was like the number one thing to do on TripAdvisor in the area and such. And I do have plans on bringing it back in uh, later this year once restrictions get lifted and we get more and more vaccines. Oh, if I can Uh, go, I will. yeah, if you're yeah, if you're ever in the Midwest, I mean, I, yes, you and your listeners are always invited, of course, um, to this virtual shows, all of it. I'll decide but, if I want to take the trek, but yeah, there you go. It's a lot of gas. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, like it's weird. The more strange my beliefs get and the more stranger I, I try to make things, the more people embrace it, which is kind of I think strange in and of itself. people are constantly searching for the next thrill. And I think that's probably why. Oh, yeah. And like, so for you, just like embracing that, you're definitely giving the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the first question that I actually have for you. Uh, okay, so back when you were talking about uh, the palm reading and like you mm-hmm. were just like, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to say the first thing that comes into my mind. Mm-hmm. At that moment, and like when you started doing that more and more, did you feel like you were developing some kind of gift or that you had some kind of gift? That this was like an innate ability? Did you think it was divine or magic or what do you think? I do think it's a skill. I do think there's there's talent. I see our talents, our spiritual gifts as like a gemstone. And, and again, like my last name's Diamond. So of course I'm going to go with a <laughs> metaphor like this. But let's, let's just say my skill is a diamond and it's about the size of the blue microphone ahead of me, which is about the size of a softball. That's a big ass diamond. It is a big ass diamond, yeah. (laughs) But let's say it's in a giant chunk of coal. Like you got to chip away all the rock, all the excess, and you got to work on it to polish it. Mm -hmm. I've seen diamonds as big as that. And I've seen one smaller than a dime that was worth $100,000. But it matters how much you care for it, how much you chisel it, how much you work at it. And it doesn't matter how much you work at that diamond, or I work at this diamond, it's not going to be like your ruby. I shouldn't, if, if your spiritual gift in this case is, you know, a ruby in this case, I shouldn't be jealous or upset that mine's bigger or smaller or different. I think you see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Uh, You know, I think we all have our gifts. You know, I shouldn't be upset if someone's gift is, you know, just for example, if someone's a medium and they they can speak to the dead, which I think would be awesome. Like I want to have conversations with so many people passed over, not even my family members. Like I want to talk to Kennedy. I want to find out what happened. Like, are you serious? Like, I want to find out. Uh, are you sure he knows time, what happened? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Uh, but, he died pretty quickly, so I, I mean, yeah, I don't know yeah, if he exactly. actually knows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. hey Anyway. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I think we all have them, and I think we just don't always polish them or care for them in the way that we should or are always meant to. I think a lot of us do fi- figure it out whether it's 
reading people, intuition, um, artistry. Uh, my dad has never taken a single day of education for being a mechanic. He's never went to school for it or anything else, but I can pull up to the house and he can be like, Hey, pop your hood. I think your belt's loose. Or he can just like look at an engine and go, Oh, I need to do this and fix it himself. My friend's mom is a wonderful editor. She can just look at a page of text and in a couple seconds go, you have three typos and a grammatical error and just hand it back to you. And again, like, yeah, give me a, a, a Stratocaster and 25 years. I'll probably be a pretty good guitarist, but I'm not going to be Jimi Hendrix. Right. So, I mean, I guess where my initial question leads me to is in terms of what you do believe in. And I'm talking about like, you know, the natural world versus the supernatural world, what people usually tend to think of as being otherworldly. And I mean, like, whether yes. it's ghosts or, you know, like, as you said, you know, you'd uh, love to talk to Kennedy. Like, to yeah. what extent do you believe these things are real things that are possible? I believe in all of it. It's like, like, Bigfoot is transdimensional. Sure. Yes. Awesome. I'm, I'm down. Like, you don't have to sell. Like, I, I, get, I get it. Like, I do try to approach everything skeptically and try to approach everything that I am going to seriously make as part of my belief system. Like, like, yes, if someone has a story about Bigfoot or a theory about Bigfoot, I want to listen to it. And I, I'm very much got like that anthropologist brain where it's like I can turn off my brain and be like, this person is right and true about everything. Let me hear mm -hmm. what they have to say. Yeah, that suspension of disbelief, which is something that I, I mean, I practice that a lot, you know, especially like, you know, when talking to Arthur about all the things like I always say that sure. like, I might know in my heart what may or may not be real to me, but that doesn't mean that yes. it's any less real to you. Like I've definitely had some weird experiences with like ghosts, but I don't know. Th this is going to sound like a weird. I mean, I want to hear about that. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, I'll, I'll talk about it. But like, I, I definitely, and I have friends who are mediums, mm -hmm. but I, most of the mediums I have seen that I think are, for lack of a better term, legitimate, I think a lot of them are doing what I'm doing. They're just not conscious of it. So I, I think they're getting it from the people, not necessarily from the spiritual world, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, For, for a lot of them, not all of them, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it, people aren't stupid. None of us are stupid. As much as we want to be like, oh my God, these people believe all these stupid things. Deep down, we, we still have our bullshit meters. We still have our, okay, but really, like we all have that. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter if you're a super, if you're a believer in the supernatural or religious or, you know, whatever. We all have that to a, you know, to a large extent. It is built into all of us. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's amazing what, for lack of a better term, slips through those cracks for each of us. Mm -hmm. For me, I really do believe it, you know, I do believe in intuition. I believe in my intuition. I believe in other people's intuition. Um, there are, you know, just, just talking about my, from the standpoint of my work, there are moments in the show, as, as you saw, where I am taking a risk. Sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. There are times where I'm having someone else take a risk and sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like every... Uh, you know, sometimes things are, oh my God, off the charts, spot on. Sometimes it's really close. Mm -hmm. Not spot on, but, but close. And for me, that's at least part of the fun. Like, I don't even know where some of this is going to go. Like, like how accurate can this get tonight? Is it going to be way off? I mean, if anything goes wrong, I have scripting for just about mm -hmm. all of it that I can use. Mm -hmm. I also have a background in improv. So even if something is totally wrong, I can still make it fun and enjoyable right. and entertaining most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Every other time has been a learning experience. Yes, yes. I've, <laughs> the only reason I can do that is because of all the learning I've had from it. Uh, 
so yeah, so I, I do believe in intuition. I do believe in a lot of the supernatural when it comes to spirits and energy. But what does intuition mean to you? What does intuition mean to me? I can sum it up with one sentence. Intuition is when you get that feeling and you don't do it, Don it later on you realize, I should have done that. I should have taken that way home. That would have been quicker. Oh, that all intuition is is not taking that next step. All intuition is is acting on that first initial gut instinct. There's definitely been scientific studies of like people who just say yes to everything or people who act on stuff or just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, take lucky chances. Basically, when you're taking a totally out there guess, I think that's definitely part of it. So I do give myself as many chances and I and I just try to allow for it. Like the other thing, too, in my work that um, a lot of more traditional magicians and mentalists are terrified of doing is I leave moments for real stuff to happen. And very often it does. Uh, I talk about, you know, hey, sometimes after the show, after doing this thing with pendulums and talking about spirits, people have had objects move. People have had their lights flicker. Let us know. Let me know if that happens. Because it does. I mean, about every, every other show, there's usually something. There's some nights where there's more. There's some nights where nothing happens at all. I think it's it, it's very humbling to me to show like, oh, I don't know everything. There's stuff that happens in my shows that even I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one time on stage where I had someone just think of a name of someone and I was about to guess it. And all of a sudden that person's phone started ringing. And the thing I do for it is, is to say, imagine you're calling the person. All of a sudden rings once, rings twice. And on the third ring, they pick up. And right at that moment, that person's phone started ringing. <laughs> now, what I normally say is I say, imagine they pick up and say hello and you say, hi, Arthur. And, you know, that's how I deliver that. I know the name and it's surprising to the person and everything else. And I usually have it uh, right up at that point. Well, in this case, the phone started ringing and I was like, check to see if it's Arthur. <laughs> and it was. Wow, Arthur, I didn't know that you called random people. Well, yeah, but in this case, it was. Jonathan or something, you know, a much bore, much boringer name than Arthur, I promise. No, 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 no. This is this is my side hobby, just calling people. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I took the intuitive leap that I always do at that moment in, you know, the show. But when that happened, like, like part of my brain, I think back on it, it's like, I could have said, oh, ignore that. Just keep thinking of the name or do that. But something in my head when that phone started ringing just knew that's the person. Hmm. And I, I also laughed because I was like, oh my God, I hope they never book me back because I hope they don't ask or come up to me after the second show and be like, you were really good, but you didn't do the thing you did last year where you had someone think of someone and they call them on the phone. So yeah, I think amazing things happen every single day. Just most people brush it off as being just like a coincidence. That's me for sure. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I say this in one of my other shows. When people say like, oh, that's just a coincidence. I try to point out that that's more disturbing. The idea that no one or nothing pulled the strings to make the synchronicity happen is ultimately more mysterious, Hmm. if you really think about it. That's an interesting way to look at it. I'm trying to think, does that disturb me more now that you put it in those words? Arthur, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I think I've been around it too much to be disturbed by it and just been like, yeah, that's how the world works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's my thing, right? I mean, I told you I saw a dragon, Emma. (laughs) We're going to be recording the dragon story soon. It's happening. It is on the lineup. Oh, yes. You've been you've been teasing it. You've been teasing it. I want to see it. Or I want to hear it. Because I like to tease you. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
But okay, I have one more little question, and then okay. I definitely want uh, Arthur to jump in. Mm-hmm. I had one question after the live show: Would you ever read for somebody if they didn't have their webcam on, or if they weren't? in the same room as you. When it comes to you using your intuition, does that hinge on being able to see the person or be in the same vicinity as the person? Like if I called you right now and I said, I want you to do this, you know, uh, exercise with me, but I can't put on my webcam. Would you be able to? So a couple things. Um, I, I, I try not to encourage challenges just because from the standpoint of I'm the idiot who'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And that has, you know, paid off, but it's also gotten me in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll, we'll get to well, that Well, obviously you don't want it to harm um, your credibility. And I get that. Well, there's that, but also like a big part of what I do is an art form. Like you, like there are some painters who just can't paint on a Tuesday for whatever reason. You know, there are painters who need this certain brand of paint or I need three cups of coffee before I sit down and start churning out a novel. That's why I can't draw today. It's a Tuesday. Oh my God. You're right. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, there's, there's some people who can only work in their creative space and that's very much how the show is for me. That's, that is my creative space. The, the people, the drawing on their energy and the connection and all that. Whereas if it is just like out of nowhere on the street, what am I thinking of right now? Uh, yeah, I can't do that. (laughs) Like it's, it's just, it's not gonna, I'll take a guess sometimes. Uh, what am I thinking about right now? (laughs) Uh, you're thinking about, hang on. You're thinking about how you're going to deny the next thing I say to you. That wasn't what I was thinking about, but okay, I am denying going the next to thing it. I said to me. Yes. All right. <laughs> thinking about a rat dragging pizza down a subway at New York. <laughs> <laughs> That's a go-to line. Um, for adults, it's you're going to deny the next thing I say to you because they always say no. And I say, ha, ah, you denied the next thing I said. To you. But what if I said yes? Uh, then, yeah, then I'm right. Uh, it's a double negative. It's a full, yeah. du- you know, a double, uh, double meaning sa- statement. So there's no way for you to be wrong. I said I was thinking that I was going to agree with you. <laughs> but then you're already disagreeing with the disagreement bit. <laughs> it's it's the classic heads I win, tails you lose. Uh, with little kids, it's always cookies. Why is it always cookies? When kids would do that to me, I'd always say cookies. And they would just kind of go, yeah. yeah, I think I was. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you talk about the rat with the pizza slice on the rat and the pizza, you know. Um, Very good picture. I've been ordering a lot of pizza delivery from a local place here and no comment if I'm the rat or not. Uh, Anyway, so I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, and and like a little bit of a roundabout way, I'd say so. Okay, all right. So Arthur, questions about in terms of your magic versus his magic, I want to know, what do you think? Start asking questions, do it. Uh, that's that's a very high order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so explain, you know, what your magic is. And like, let's compare and contrast. A lot of my magic is done through Morrigan. So it's kind of like, it's dependent on my needs if I'm doing spell work rather than showing for an audience yeah i i think the 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 big thing i mean there was a time where for lack of a better term our magics were one and the same where physician magician and priest all were meant to do the same thing it all comes from the same place and that's that's where i feel with with my work like yes if i can achieve that 
astonishment where everyone's connected and we all feel like the energy in the room. That's great. And I think that can, you know, give us fuel for our journeys and life in general and make us realize, oh, we don't know everything. I see them as very related like cousins, but I don't see them as like exactly the same. Growing up, there were what are called gospel illusionists. Because again, I went to a Christian school. Which I have no experience with. (laughs) Yes. And so they would come in and they would do like store-bought like cheesy props from like a magic store Mm -hmm. and tell a story of like look there's the three balls just like how you know there's father son and holy spirit and they would use like the very gaudy magic prop to tell this religious parable or story okay and the tricks were never that good because they were store-bought if the tricks they were store-bought but also let's be real if the tricks were any good that churchgoer would probably find themselves in a similar situation as their founder was in (laughs) they'd probably be killed like jesus (laughs) if they performed something too good let's think about that for a moment fair they're purposefully dulling it down they're actually really good yeah yeah they're purposefully (laughs) dulling it down and dumbing it down But in a weird way, I kind of see, like, how I look at the world, the unknown, the paranormal, you know, the big magic, magic with a K, all of that. Mm -hmm. I see my shows as a way of kind of, in the way that gospel magic is meant to point towards God in the Bible, I see my magic as a way of pointing towards, look, we're only here for a limited amount of time. We're only going to have a limited amount of no- amount of knowledge, and we're living in the middle of a giant capital M mystery. And we have hopes, we have dreams, we, you know, want to achieve the impossible. And my my friend who who does uh, she's a dinosaur shaman, no joke. Her brother is a kids party magician. I'm sorry, she what? does tattoo work. Cool. What does that mean? <laughs> she has done shamanistic practices at archaeological digs with dinosaur bones. And uh, traces and sketches the bones for scientific journals. She did. Uh, she did my tattoos uh, oh, as cool. well. Our, her name is Karen Henning, and she said magic allows people to become the hero of their own story. And I really take that uh, again from an artistic standpoint. Like you know, if just going back to the virtual show, it's way more about the people, the other people on screen than me. It's about their intuition, their choices. Even if I'm guessing what they're choosing you know, or I'm playing a game with them. It's not about making the game a challenge and, you know, I'm smarter than them. It's like, wow, you're really good at this game. Let's see if we can take it a step further and let's see where it can go. And the show progressively gets, it it starts on my end of the screen, but as it progresses, more and more happens on everyone else's side of the screen. So I think that's a, that is one parallel with, again, gospel magic, Arthur's magic and my magic again not so, I wouldn't say similarities but I would definitely say parallels in that we're we're trying to point towards the bigger mystery and point towards you know what what the hell this universe is that's that's going what's going on you know I mean yeah as a part of my own magic I sat down and did a small reading for myself uh during a pre-conversation because I was like, okay, I'm going into this. We're not entirely sure what to expect. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about Joe. So I drew a card and I got temperance reversed, which said temperance allows conflict to overwhelm her peaceful disposition. She reacts with extreme measures. Be at ease. Some things cannot be forced. Take a step back and recenter yourself to see more clearly, which kind of let me sit down and go, 
Okay, so just relax. Don't have any more opinions, and let's see if we can form a new one. And by you kind of comparing our two magics together, it's kind of sat back with me that they're very close-knit cousins. It's not so distant that you can't, like, connect the two forms. Yeah. So it's funny. I know I'm, you know, the the skeptic of the podcast, but Arthur sometimes is harder to convince, (laughs) which is funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's the other thing, too. And that's one of the things that that initially drew me to your podcast, which is a lot of magicians think people who believe in tarot and get readings and all this stuff are at at best fools. Mm -hmm. I just read a book by, I, I won't say the author's name, but he basically said at one point, well, it's quite obvious that, you know, all psychic readers in New York are part of a uh, criminal uh, uh, network of gypsies. And it's like, oh my God, this is racist and and, and outdated and, and just wrong. Just wrong. Now, yes, are there... Are there criminals in every industry? Yes. There are snake oil salesmen who are evangelical Christians and there are pastors who genuinely care about their congregation. Are there tarot readers that genuinely read for people and do it for... Yes. Are there people who con people and pretend to do it? Yes, of course. Um... So I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but like just to say like outward, like oh well, this is all obviously you know part of a criminal. Consp- it's like no, no, like the the people, and th- and that's the thing too. Like I'll I'll admit because I believe in a lot of this stuff, I'm kind of isolated from a lot of magicians. Like oh, you actually believe in this stuff? That's kind of weird. And then in like my local paranormal community and metaphysical community, they're like. Oh, well, you do like shows and like tricks. You're not like, you're not one of us. So like, I I belong to both communities, but I don't feel welcome in either sometimes, you know, which is very, very hard. But I think it is fascinating how, again, specifically the, the ones who are the entertainers, like will go on and on about how magic doesn't exist. And yet... You never meet a musician who goes, oh, no, 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 no. There's no such thing as music. It's just sound. When I hit this chord, that goes into your ear and hits this organ. And, like, the emotions you feel when listening to Dust in the Wind, those are all fake. Like, I I was at the uh, Minneapolis Museum for the Guillermo del Toro exhibit. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a wax figure of the Frankenstein monster and the bride from Bride of Frankenstein. They were behind a rope, but there was no glass between me and them. There they were in three dimensions, fully formed. Mm-hmm. And like, I, it was that scene where he's holding her hand and she's terrified, you know, that heartbreaking scene. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to it and I just started bawling. I just started crying. I couldn't help myself. It came out of nowhere. Just seeing this thing I had seen since I was a kid, now in three dimensions in front of me. All I could, you know, whenever, like, I hear those magicians, I just think, like, imagine if at that moment, Guillermo del Toro himself was standing next to me and just suddenly went, oh, no, no, no. See, these are wax figures. These are this. this." It's like, no, the fact that I, first of all, you know, fuck you. Second of all, all, the fact that I'm having a real emotional reaction to this unreal experience is a form of magic, is a form of alchemy, is a form of transformation. Um, You would never let someone say your love for your loved ones isn't real, even though you can't see it. You'd never let someone say, you know, your love of a certain song or the emotions you feel with a certain song isn't real just because you can't see it. Don't let someone tell you magic isn't real just because you can't see it 
I really like that perspective. That whole concept of you're a part of both communities, but you feel like you don't belong. Sometimes, sometimes. There are some people such as yourselves who are awesome and we connect with right off the bat and everything else. I mean, you're always welcome here. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you. But yeah, but I mean, again, like part of, I mean, half my job is just is uh, is fighting the skepticism fighting the you know so like i'm not offended when people are like you know whether it's you know you arthur in that case where you're like i'm not quite sure what to make like i i have that happen every single day with event planners and bookers and you know all this stuff so i mean it's 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 part of my job sometimes it's frustrating yes uh, it's, it's more frustrating, I think, for my wife because she tries to explain to people like, oh, because like when the, if she just says magician, they go, oh, does he do kids parties? Oh, like my, my son's turning yeah. eight. And if she, they if she says mind reader, they're like, so like, like, does he like read tarot cards or like a storefront? And like and like I'm so, so the way that the elevator pitch finally her and I came up with was. I'm a kind of magician. Uh, I do corporate events and private events where instead of pulling a rabbit out of a hat, I stand on stage and pull thoughts out of people's minds. And yeah, that's that's pretty good. One. That's the best again way to describe it, and then move on from the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my job artistically and to get people to actually see my art to break down that skepticism. So yeah, have a lot of practice with it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, so like one thing that you hear all the time, like a magician never reveals his secret. So if I had to say, you know, like with you, I'd say, well, there really isn't a secret to reveal. Do you think that that resonates? Yeah, that's that's a very, there, there's also a phrase in, in the industry that uh, magician's garden empty safe. Ultimately, the tricks aren't that interesting, you know, <laughs> like the, the idea that, you know, at the end of my show, I take the card and bring it up to my camera and I got a piece of double stick tape there so I can leave it there and my hands are free to move my stuff around like that's not a beautiful secret that's not deep or interesting or anything <laughs> like like there's nothing it's tape, <laughs> it's tape. I'll, I'll say this much too even though i'm doing a a, a tech uh, a, a technological you know a virtual show i won't say what it is but in the show you saw emma uh-huh. i do a piece whose technique is traced back to a book from 1584 called The Discovery of Witchcraft by Reginald Scott, which many people believe is the first book on magic and the occult in the English language. And he talks about, he breaks down spells, but he also talks about conjuring tricks. Like he shows like a knife with a hole cut in it to show how it looks like you can put a knife in your arm and come out unharmed. Um, And then there's a section on love potions too. So something that I, I have in my show modernly has its roots in something from 500 years ago right you know and the other thing too is like people just don't want to know like if they wanted to know they'd be in the industry like yeah. you know like my wife's uh, mom she was like so he's got he's got to be really good at reading people he must like look for poker tells and body language and mm-hmm. but then he he always takes that little extra leap and some people are like oh yeah it's all a trick and there's and you know i don't care from that standpoint there are things i do that yes there are deceptive and show busy elements to it. And there's stuff I'm doing where it's absolutely real. And I kind of like that people don't know where to put the marker. Yeah. I think it's that's really just another... is hard as someone who like went to the live show. It's very hard to tell where that line is drawn between this is very psychology versus this is more than that. Yeah. And I think the reason why, you know, don't reveal your secrets with magicians is because that's the only thing they have going for, for lack of a better term, their art that's interesting that's the only thing like they have to prove you know so i think even from that standpoint um i do try to work so that my shows if someone is really skeptical and wants to figure it all out 
yes, I want my show to be interesting to that person. If someone just wants to watch and have fun, that's fine too. And if someone watches the show and gets something deeper out of it, that's of course, you know, what I'm going for. I know that's not going to happen every time. I heard a comedian say like, if you don't have any meaning in your work, then you're just sending out uh, empty bottles with no messages in them. You're just mm. littering. But, you know, there, there are those a bottle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but, you know, not everyone's going to pick it up off the beach or re- take it out and read it and everything. And that's okay, too. So uh, to wrap up, because first of all, yes. I want to say thank you again. Uh, thank you. This has been a blast. Of course. And obviously, sometime in the future, we'll have to meet up again and do more cool stuff. Yes, there's, absolutely. Because obviously, there's absolutely. so much more that I would love to ask you that we can't really fit into you know somewhere between okay. half hey, an hour and 45 you, minutes you want to do you want to do a part two you, you let me know the answer is yes this is a blast so uh you want to do like this one extra little yes card yes thing. this last thing with yeah. the 10 cards everyone should have their 10 cards ready um this is a perfect example of how i combine you know the, for lack of a better term the two magics so big surprise my favorite tarot card is the magician the magician represents power and control over the world around us and that's something i think a lot of people felt lacking in the last year of 2020 and as we're going further and further into 2021 so we're gonna use our 10 cards for a ritual to allow your listeners to have more power and control over the world around them as well uh, everyone should have their 10 cards they can be playing cards uno cards tarot cards and mix them up and again, we're using these as a ritual. Uh, if the word ritual offends anyone's modern sensibilities, you may simply call this a program. I, I stole that from Dr. Strange. <laughs> now, at this point, there shouldn't be anything I know about the cards in your listeners' hands, but I do know one thing. I know you and them all have 10 cards, of course. So I don't even want to know that. So get rid of a couple. Now, don't get rid of just one. Get rid of like at least two. Make it a little harder. But again, uh, don't get rid of too many. Make sure you have at least like four cards or at least in your hand to work with. Otherwise, this just isn't going to be impressive. And you can shuffle your cards once more when you're ready. Then hold them uh, in a pile face down in your hand uh, once once you've got them. Ready? All right. Now, just pick up the whole pile in your hand and take a look at the bottom card. And remember it, the very bottom card. Don't forget it. All the listeners, don't forget it. It'll be important later. Put it face down. And we're going to cast a spell. Uh, We're going to spell the word magician, just like at the bottom of the tarot card. So everyone take the top card, hold it in front of you, and say M. 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 That's the first letter of the word magician. Put it on bottom. Put it on the bottom of the stack. Very good. Take the next card, hold it in front of you, and say A. 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 And again, put it on the bottom. So we're doing a literal spell. We're spelling magician. Next letter is C. Take the top card, hold it in front. Or G, sorry. G. G. (laughs) On bottom. Next is I. 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 (laughs) Put it on bottom. Next is C. You should. C. Yes, on bottom. Next is another I. 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 Next is another A. 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 And next is another N. 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 Perfect. Only have one more ritual to do. You'll notice the magician has one hand pointed towards the heaven, one hand pointed towards the earth. That's because they're saying, as above, so below. So take the top card and deal it to the table and say, as above. As above. As above. Take the new top card and put it on bottom, just like the cards before, and say, so below. So below. So below. Do that again. Deal the top card to the table. 
As above. As above. Take the new top card and move it to the bottom of the stack and say, so below. So below. Doing that until you're down to one card. As above, so so below. As above, so below. Keep doing that until you're down to one card. Don't look at it. Just hold it between your hands down. So we've cast a spell. We've gotten rid of all the cards except for one in our hands. And now we're going to say some of the most profound magic words anyone can say. Not abracadabra. (laughs) That's a good one. A combination of Hebrew and Aramaic. It means I create as I speak. This uh, this phrase is older. Uh, We'll just do the English translation. It's, I give myself permission to be powerful. I give myself permission to be... Wow, I just (laughs) heard their lag behind me. Oh, oh, oh man, this this will be interesting. We have the opposite of what happened last time. We'll see. That hopefully that works. That was, just, that was like speech jammer. You, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. You should be holding your card in your hand. Take yeah. a look. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Yes. Huzzah! In a hearts. There we go. And now you may go forth and accomplish the impossible in your life. Well, Joe, thank you so, so, so much. This (laughs) this has been so much fun. Uh, Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. This was an absolute blast, an absolute pleasure. Uh, Plug yourself. Give me a good plug. Uh, uh, Yes, Uh, Joe Diamond Live. uh, At Joe Diamond Live on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook. I'm not that active on Twitter, TikTok, or Snapchat, but I have the handle, so... (laughs) Um, I'm most active on uh, on Instagram, but uh, but feel free to, uh, you know, I, I'm doing more YouTube stuff too. But yeah, but the show I'm doing, it's currently every Friday. I'm going to be switching to Wednesdays in May, uh, but the virtual shows will be every single week, no matter where you're uh, watching or listening listening to this uh, from anywhere in the world. Uh, you can uh, join us and I can do something directly with you through the power of Zoom. Uh, that is uh, at joediamondlive.com and just click at the banner at the top of the homepage uh, for dates. Of course, we're going to be linking everything down below as well in case yes. you guys don't feel like typing. Absolutely. Yeah, type, typing's for chumps. Typing's for chumps. Typing's for chumps. Um, <laughs> so, I guess, that being said, everybody, stay spooky. Bye.